0: Good afternoon, everybody. And welcome to another episode of ice cream hour. Dr. Mike Axler here and I'm thrilled to be welcome you back to Episode six of the marathon training series. Today we'll be discussing cross training, both a robust area of research, but also a very necessary and important one. When we talk about cross training, we're discussing being active, and supplementing our training with basically everything besides training. So common forms of cross training include biking, swimming, resistance training, AKA lifting weights, uh, yoga, Zumba, high intensity interval classes, and the like. These are massively important, not only because they're fun and help to break up the monotony of just running every day, but they can also help you to become a stronger and more resilient and much more well-rounded athlete. They can also help you to prevent injury and reduce the risk of overuse injuries. So with that, let's begin episode six. So looking at some of the benefits of cross training. One question I hear being thrown around all the time and my clients and friends have asked me this is after all the miles you've run and all the races you've you know, had the opportunity to run, how come you're not? completely destroyed and you're like, knees aren't broken. Right? And and the answer to this is both basic, but also multifactorial, I train wisely, but then I also do a whole lot else besides just running, right? So a lot of cross training. And it seems that the most successful runners, both in terms of races run, races won, and even just how long they've lasted in the sport, are due to them being well rounded and adaptable athletes. So a lot of clients I've had the opportunities to consult with and even in my personal experience have all become stronger athletes with fewer injuries. When we incorporated at least one or two days of resistance training and or biking into our regimens. So think about it this way. If you build up muscles in your legs by doing exercises like squats, deadlifts and lunges, and even bike to build up some of those other muscles in your legs, which you wouldn't otherwise use while running, when in the course of training or during a race, when the same muscles are being pounded step after step, after step, instead of those muscles, in a sense, giving out and all of that force being directed to your joints and bones, which is why, you know, people get injuries, you can then rely on the other muscles, which you built up in the gym over time to to, take, to really take some of that beating. So a stronger runner is going to be a better and more efficient runner. And I'm not talking about becoming a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or even just something crazy like that. Just being in the gym one to two days per week is much better than zero days per week. So to recap that cross training can help reduce the risk of overuse injuries and monotony. Now looking at the different forms of cross training, it's no surprise that the best form of training for running a marathon is obviously running however you know the next best options are probably biking and even swimming maintaining a constant heart rate and using similar leg muscles as running will work wonders however one thing to note here is that when you're biking and swimming those are non-impact activities whereas with running you need to slowly build up your mileage so as not to get a stress fracture bone spur plantar fasciitis because of all the pounding What's great about biking and swimming is you have a much smaller risk of injury. Next, you can also lift weights, which has been massively proven in the sports science community to be healthy at all ages. Everyone from youth athletes to senior citizens can strongly benefit from lifting weights. Lifting weights can help to improve muscular strength, bone mineral density, confidence, flexibility, just to name a few. And as I'd said before, a stronger runner is a better runner. Again, we're not talking about bodybuilder or powerlifter here. We're talking about building up a strong core as well as strong and efficient legs to help propel you and keep you upright during the later stages of a race. Now, I'll be diving into an entire series on lifting weights and strength and conditioning, but for now, getting into the gym and hitting the weights 1 to 3 days per week will reap massive rewards down the road. Also, doing things like Zumba yoga, Pilates, high intensity interval classes can all be fun and effective ways of being active. They can increase your current level of fitness and act as supplementary workout days as opposed to just running every day. However, you like to do things and whatever your schedule permits, you can always do one to two cross training days or one to two cross training workouts as substitutions for some of those easy runs. So now on to integrating and structuring cross training. So now that we've you know both defined the importance of cross training and given some solid examples, let's talk about how to structure this into a plan. So let's say that ideally you wanna lift weights one day per week and do a high intensity interval class one day per week. That's awesome, right? Further, you want to run on the other days and take one day off. You could, for example, do two easy runs a long run and an interval run. So that's four days a week along with lifting weights in the hit class on the other two days and still get a day off. By contrast, you could also do a bit of a block workout, which is pretty popular in triathlon training where you run, bike, run, or run, lift, run, run all at the gym, right? So you could jog a mile, lift weights for 25 minutes or so, and then jog another mile. You could also do this with biking. So run 15 minutes, bike 15 minutes and then run another 15 minutes. So really any form of exercise is beneficial. So this doesn't have to come down to an exact science. The point of this is to give you some ideas about how you can incorporate cross training into your schedule where you see fit. Some people love lifting weights and doing Zuma classes while others hate it. I don't know what your preferences are, but my goal for you is to make your marathon training cycle as fun and accessible as possible. So if that means hitting an orange theory class two to three days per week, and then running the other two to three days per week, then by all means do that. Testing out different strategies will in the long run help you and probably not hurt you. So to recap this episode on cross training, cross training can be both fun, effective, and can help break up the monotony of running every day for training. And can also reduce the risk of overuse injuries. Getting into the gym and lifting weights, as well as doing high intensity interval classes and biking can also help you to become a stronger and more versatile athlete, which is all good and well. In future episodes, we'll be diving head first into strength training for athletes and specific periodization plans. But for now, hopefully you have a solid arsenal of tactics to use and think about that as you run and cross train for your upcoming race. So with that, I do hope you enjoyed I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of ice cream hour. Please like, subscribe, and share with a friend, and I will see you all next time.